The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. They were mixing. Plants or fruits with lead-based things or mercury? Lead and mercury. The double whammy there. Oh, yeah. We were just trying to kill ourselves back then. Hey, Science Pals, and welcome back to another Random Theory Podcast. I'm Grace. And I'm Josh. And together, we make up the Random Theory where we discover crazy things in the world crazy things in the world <laughs> with science maybe with, with science. science we discover yeah. crazy things in the world with science yeah I'm about that yeah. i'm here for it i think that's nice that was a good one <laughs> go us yeah we're finally getting go there <laughs> all right what episode <laughs> no this is like episode s- we're getting really close to 100 we're getting um, real close let us know in the comments what we should do for the hundredth yeah because we have zero ideas we have no idea but we'll do something fun maybe Maybe <laughs> an episode might just come out. That's the hundred episode, and we're, and we're just like, even... "Yay!" So, how's things? Things are good. Life is great. Get ready to yeah. go to Iceland. I think when yeah. this pod comes out, I will actively be in Iceland. So, yeah, that's fun. It's very exciting. Yeah. What about you? Anything new with you? Just all good stuff. Just living life. Oh, the band might be going back and recording some things this week when we're recording mm, this. That's exciting. So yeah, we might be doing that, which is very exciting. That is exciting. All right. Do you want to read a rating and review from our email? Yes. I have an email from our email at randomtheorypod at gmail.com. That would be the one. This comes from Landon. Hi, Landon. He says, hello, Random Theory. I've watched T-Core for dot, 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 I don't know, a long time. (laughs) I've watched since Nate and Callie. I think my first video was microwaving a watermelon, or maybe it was Pop Rocks ice cream. Anyway, I've been here for a while. I remember that post on the community tab announcing the podcast. I looked at it, but there was only one episode out, so I kind of forgot about it. I started listening again in September 2022. I may be half OGRT. Anyway, I've listened to every episode. I got the absolute zero joke and did better (laughs) than Josh in the recent Christmas episode. (laughs) I'll comment on that after this. Um, (laughs) He has heard of Gavel the Goat, which I believe that was the giant goat that they... Yes, yes. I was like, what's the goat? The goat. The Christmas goat. Oh, and he said, uh, to answer your question, it is 
burned down almost every year. Oh, wow. Okay. So it is like Burning Man because I think we made a comment of like, what do they do with it? I think we did too. Yeah. How do they get rid of it? (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so much for infecting the podcast world with the fun and exciting energy of T-Core. Y'all are the best, Landon. Thanks, Landon. We think you're the best. Landon, that was a great email. Loved it so much. That was a Um, stupendous email. It was very nicely worded, everything. It was. There was a lot of like personality in there as well. You really just told a story. I'm glad you did better than me in the Christmas thing. Um, (laughs) You had a rough go at the Christmas thing. (laughs) It was. Yeah. For anyone, go listen to our Christmas episode if you want to hear me fail at random Christmas facts. They were kind of hard Christmas facts. I pulled some tough ones. They were. I mean, yeah. Gavel the goat. Who the heck is Gavel the goat? Okay. Like, come on. How does anyone know that? That's Uh, awesome. But um, yeah, that was from Landon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Landon. If you want to write us an email, randomtheorypod at gmail.com to send us an email. Send us an email. All right. Mine is titled, this comes from Apple Podcast. It's titled Love the Pod and it's by Teal Wolf. Teal Wolf. They did that because we at one point we were talking about like send us emojis and we'll try to figure out like what you want the podcast to be about. And so they sent a lipstick and then like a uh, racing like finish flag, a checkered flag. Oh, okay. I don't think I would have gotten it. I definitely would. I would. I was like makeup and racing. Like, yeah. What is that? Yeah, I wouldn't but have got that. They wanted to know how did makeup start and what was the start of makeup. Okay. Yeah. Which I think is a fantastic question, and I know a lot of guys are probably going to be like, "What the heck is this podcast about?" <laughs> but bear with us because. This is actually a very interesting topic. And yeah. men used to wear makeup. Really? Yes. Men used well, to wear makeup back in the day. I think uh, we, should, we should figure that out. We should get into that. But first we have to go to an ad. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're back. All right, Teal Wolf, this one is for you. This is the podcast you requested, and we are providing you with the answer. If you're anything like Josh and I, you probably wonder a lot. And every day, and Josh probably doesn't wonder this, but every day (laughs) as I do my makeup, I wonder, where did this come from? Why do I do this? Why is it still a thing? Why does society require me to wear makeup? You know, I don't, I, that's, yeah, that's not quite (laughs) me every day, but I have wondered that in the past, like not, not about me personally, because I don't wear makeup. But yeah. um, 
but I've wondered that. I'm like, what? Why is this? This it's it's a strange thing. Like, why is that a thing? Where did that come from? So mm-hmm. I'm on board. I'm here for this. All right. So for all you makeup lovers or people that are just curious about makeup and what it is, uh, I did some research to give you a brief timeline on the history of makeup because the history and the timeline is actually really important here. It plays a very, very crucial part. Okay. So makeup dates all the way back to 6000 BCE. That's like before Christ. Okay. Starting with the Egyptians. That makes sense. I I feel like I could have guessed that. So they created it as they believed makeup was next to godliness and that it appealed to the gods. And both men and women of all social classes wore makeup. It was also used to represent their wealth, which is very interesting. Yeah. And this is actually a pattern pattern we'll see continuing for pretty much close to thousands of years. I mean, that makes sense. Like, I'm sure makeup was not really something easy to come by back in the day Mm -hmm. so only the wealthy had access to it and it was a stat like a status symbol kind of thing yeah the nicer Um, the makeup the more like higher up you were but makeup was available to everyone in egypt at the time interesting yeah it was more so the applicators and storage containers that symbolize a person's wealth rather than the makeup itself oh okay so many poor peasants relied on clay pots and sticks to store and apply their makeup while the wealthy had access to delicately created boxes and applicators that were often bejeweled and made of ivory so well that makes sense then the Mm -hmm. makeup was kind of the same but it was just what it was stored in and how you're yep. putting it on your face. Could you imagine smearing makeup on your face with a stick? Would that be? Absolutely not. <laughs> I also can't imagine because like we're going to talk about what they use for makeup. I don't think I would be here for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Many Egyptian tombs contain makeup canisters and kits. And in Cleopatra's, mm. they discovered she used a lipstick that got its hue from ground up carmine beetles. Okay. Yeah. While other women mixed uh, used clay mixed with water to create their lip color. Uh, beetle. That just feels so dry. Like the beetle, like, bleh, that's yeah. gross. Like ground up beetle, yeah. like that's just beetle blood. The clay would also just be, like, I can't imagine smearing clay on my lips. That feels, no. you're like I like you said, dry. Like I think, yeah, you would just they would just dry up and crack and be right gross. So what's crazy about the carmine, the beetle, okay. um, it is actually the red dye that is in our food. Oh, what? (laughs) So red velvet cake, strawberry frappuccinos, ice cream. Basically, they all have that like red or pink hue. Um, In current modern day? Yes. Well, that is fascinating. (laughs) Yes. The deep red color known as carmine is derived from the acid that the oval-shaped insect produces to fend off predators. You know, it looks a little bit like a raspberry. (laughs) Like it, it literally looks kind of like it's like lumpy, like a raspberry. Not a cute bug. Not, a, you know, it's not something that I'm like, dang, I need to get a bite of that, you know? Sure. That's not the vibe I'm picking up, but I guess uh, we all are getting a bite of it in yep. one way or another. 
the beetle is yuck, but also um, the clay on your lips. Like when you get yeah. clay on your skin and your hands, it dries you out. Can you imagine yeah. putting it on your face and your lips and stuff? Like, blech. It'd just dry you out and just yeah. like crack and it'd just be a mess. So the most popular makeup that the Egyptians were known for was coal, which is similar to black eyeshadow, but used to line the eyes and usually made from a gray ore called galena. You know what I'm talking uh, about, right? The, I, I know the black stuff around their eyes. Yeah. They'd have like a big, what is that called nowadays? That has like a. A cat eye. Yeah. Cat eye. Coal is actually still used to this day, although back then it was commonly paired with blue or green eyeshadow, but now it can be paired with anything. Hmm. Okay. Like we talked about, like with the cat eyes and stuff. Right. Eyeliner is what it is nowadays. Right. Uh, The Egyptians also wore red lipstick, which was made by mixing fat and red okri. And they didn't limit their beauty to their faces. They often used henna to stain their fingertips and toes. Oh, Mm-hmm. Man, they they were going all out. Yeah, they really were. They they saw makeup as a source of personal power. They believed that having makeup on their eyes protected them from the evil eye and that coal protected them from various diseases and damage from the sun. Well, that last one makes some sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I looked it up just because I was curious. Okri is just another form of clay. Gotcha. It's it's just like a a different clay pigment type thing. Yeah, like I said, like damage from the sun definitely yep. makes sense because you're literally just covering up your face with mm-hmm. clay, so that'll keep the sun off you. So now we roll into 4000 BCE, and by this time, people in ancient Greece and Rome began wearing makeup, and for them, they strived to create a more natural look. So women wore oh. light touches of color on their cheeks and lips, created by mixing plants or fruits with lead-based dyes and mercury. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Le- they were mixing... Plants or fruits with lead-based things or mercury. Lead and mercury. The double whammy there. Oh, yeah. We were just trying to kill ourselves back then. Wow. (laughs) Man, it is no shock that people died at like 30. Right? Uh, At the time, they also wore light powdered foundations. And at times... Uh, but most made sure their natural skin was flawless by using honey and olive oil in their various oh. skincare products, okay. like a moisturizer and cleanser. I cannot think of a worse thing currently than smearing <laughs> honey on my face. That um, just the, the sensation and the stickiness. I mean, I do have some facial hair, so that also yeah. adds. Like that just... Uh, that would set me over the edge, I think. I'd I probably think, die. <laughs> I think I would be okay with honey. If it was like a honey sugar scrub. Yeah. Well, okay. Like sure. if like I'm scrubbing it into my skin, like I would be okay with that. Uh, yeah. Olive oil is very, very good for your skin. Right. I have heard that one. Like that's which, very, very good for your skin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about I, the honey. I just, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm talking like, you know, you're you're dipping <laughs> straight, straight up, from the honey. pot <laughs> and just gooing it on your face. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
The only thing less natural about makeup in ancient Greece were their eyes and eyebrows. So they used olive oil and charcoal to make their eyebrows bolder and darken around their eyes. Oh. I cannot see olive oil and charcoal working well together. Olive oil, their eyebrows had to be runny all over the place. That's what I was just going to say. I feel like you just have runny eyebrows. Yeah, melty, melty eyebrows. (laughs) <laughs> not good that's not a good no. look <laughs> it, it's not it's real i'm sorry it's not no it's just not all right now we move into 3000 bce and through okay. this period chinese royalty used nail polish to represent their social status oh. and high-ranked leaders wore silver or gold and low-ranked leaders wore black or red and the poorer classes were forbidden from wearing any nail polish at all because you know how that goes. <laughs> the pores don't get nail polish. <laughs> no. And then around 600 CE, Chinese women began using very light colored foundations, which were usually made up of a very white powder to distinguish them th- themselves from the working classes. And they also wore a strong red powder on their cheeks and darkened their eyebrows. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they created their pigments... Uh, and most of their cosmetics at the time, they were created by boiling plants, animal fats, and spices. Ooh, uh, spices. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would not like that on my eyeballs. I or on that my would face. Be like overwhelming. Yeah, you got like I don't know, what cinnamon on your face. Like, is <laughs> <laughs> your bronzer? Yeah, <laughs> just need to add a little color. Let me yeah. put some cumin on my face or. Some what, like nutmeg? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, They also commonly painted their lips in a red heart shape using vermilion. I don't know what vermilion is, though. Vermilion. Yeah, red pigment. Oh, red pigment made from mercury sulfide. Good. There it is. Oh, gosh. So ancient China was one of the first to have fast-changing beauty trends, with many of the early early dynasties focusing on changing the shape and color of their eyebrows. And most eyebrow trends were created through the Tang Dynasty, which took place between 618 and 907 AD. Okay. Not much has changed, because nowadays everyone's all about the eyebrow shape, the thick brow, the thin brow, like, bleh. Goes on We're all on about on. the brows. All about the brows, especially during COVID, because it's all you could see on people's <laughs> faces. All That's right. True. Now, in 1500 CE, during the time, uh, Christian writers began to create an association between makeup and deception. Women began oh. to work on their skincare to give their appearance of naturally flawless skin using homemade recipes. Okay. So all these male writers started to say, like, she is fake for wearing makeup. I was just going to say, I this is I feel like this trend still persists among some male circles. In, yes. In the modern day. Currently. Um, yes, absolutely. One thousand percent. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So suddenly during the 1500s, everything changed when the Elizabethan concept of beauty gained popularity okay so every woman began plucking their eyebrows to give the illusion of having a big forehead and whiten their skin uh using cirrus which is vinegar and white lead uh, and colored their cheeks and lips with egg whites oak and mercury 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> and these beauty trends caused various dangers to women's health and played a major role in bringing the life expectancy down to 29 years. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> my goodness. What? <laughs> that is... What? That is... So yeah, I, this is... I do... I'm familiar with... I think it was like Queen Victoria did this. We're going to talk about her in a minute. That is crazy. I mean, like the... <laughs> Just the the lead and mercury it was smearing on your face is that had just, to hurt, right? I don't know. I'm not sure how mercury poisoning happens, like what it you know what it does there. But okay, so um, the inorganic salts of mercury are corrosive to the skin. Okay, eyes and gastrointestinal tract. Gotcha. And may induce kidney toxicity if ingested, which they were putting it on their lips, so it was most certainly ingested. And not to mention, your skin is the largest and living and like biggest organ on your body. Yeah. So I mean, it was it's absorbing absorbed. everything. Yeah. Uh yeah. That's why so they it, were living to being twenty nine. <laughs> dude, could you imagine that? I'm twenty six. I'm like two four years from death. Two yeah. three years from death. They were literally poisoning themselves. Oh, that is wild. Okay, so now we have Queen Victoria in ni- the 1900s. Okay. Uh, she influenced many beauty trends. Uh, yeah. Only this time it was against all of them. And Queen Victoria believed that makeup was unladylike and vulgar. <laughs> mm, yes. And this created a backlash against wearing makeup uh, that is arguably seen in the world today. And at this time, women began pinching their cheeks and biting their lips to give themselves a rosy colored look. And many women who continued to wear makeup were looked down upon and considered prostitutes. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, wow, pinching their cheeks and biting their lips. My word. <laughs> Can you imagine? Pinch your cheeks, honey. I mean, yeah, I have heard that of like pinching your cheeks to give them a little rosy look. Now we roll into the 1920s and the looks of Hollywood movie stars began encouraging women to wear makeup again. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So this caused the beauty industry to flourish and makeup begins to be sold to the masses. Uh, And this is still into present day. So like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. And this led to unique beauty trends such as the red lipstick of the 1950s and the thin eyebrows of the 1990s. And in 1914, Max Factor, who provided wigs to Hollywood studios, developed a grease paint foundation that wouldn't cake or crack. And that grease paint was popular with movie stars both on screen and off. And it marked Factor's first major success in the cosmetic industry. And he uh, also would go on to develop lip gloss, eyebrow pencils, and popularize the word makeup. Oh, wow. Yeah. He did it all. Yeah. So in the 1920s, he began marketing his makeup to the public with claims they could look like their favorite movie star. Oh, there it is. And this is where the toxicity began. <laughs> yeah. If, if funny that it was a man. It's always you know? a man. It's always a man. <laughs> it is. That's true. Unless it's, it's coding. Isn't that hilarious? Like... The that coding was discovered by a woman, but a man yeah. discovered makeup. Well, and, and it's not like shocking. Popularized it and made it, yeah, mainstream. Yeah, yeah. It's a. I. I, I don't know. Like I. I have some takes on on everything, <laughs> but I'll. I'll. I'll keep them mostly to myself. But it. It is very like. I don't know. Like a guy creating an industry, that is literally like, ladies, 
smear this stuff on your face to look good like uh, it's such a weird thing like i i you know nothing against people that enjoy makeup or anything like that like if that's your thing it's that's great but it's just weird that a guy made an empire out of that yeah exactly and then a few years earlier in 1915 tl williams started the maybelline company oh everyone should know that name yeah uh, William's sister Mabel had what he thought was an ingenious way to make her lashes look striking. She mixed petroleum jelly and coal dust, which is mascara. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Williams distilled this formula into cake form and eventually found great success in selling it to the public. It's, is it still made of coal dust? I, I probably think not, it's right? made of like new things. Okay. Um, I actually don't know what it's made out of because... Which is what brings me to our next topic of makeup in conversation, public safety. Because makeup companies are not required to list, in the United States this is, to list the ingredients that are in their products. You know, normally before doing this podcast, I don't think I would have really batted an eye at that. But after seeing the, the history that makeup has gone through with lead and mercury... That is concerning. (laughs) Yes, it is very, very concerning. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Considering that carbon black, which is a dark powder used in a pigment in cosmetics such as eyeliner, mascara, and lipstick, uh, it is produced by incomplete combustion of carbon-based products such as coal tar and has been linked to increased incidence of cancer. Okay. And negative right. effects on the organs. That's in. That's now what's currently in our mascara. So the, okay, eyeliner. that's the current the current thing. Yep, formaldehyde. Oh sure, formaldehyde. Yep. Uh, okay. They're in many personal care products, particularly in shampoos and liquid body soaps. Oh great. Yep. Great. I'm probably using some of that then. Yep. Occasionally. Um, lead and other heavy metals. Oh, still. Are still, yeah, uh uh-huh, here. Heavy metals like lead, arsenic, mercury, aluminum, zinc, chromium, and iron are found in a wide variety of personal care products, including lipstick, whitening, toothpaste, eyeliner, and nail color. Okay, I had seen, I don't know why I just like this was a recent thing, but Mm -hmm. um, I had seen uh, deodorant, I think it was, being marketed as like lead-free. Yeah, and aluminum-free, yeah. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. That, you know, but now I'm like, oh, of course. Here you go. Yeah. Was it everything? Yeah. The US is so relaxed when it comes to all of these things being in our makeup. And like wait, I said previously, your makeup is like, or no, not your makeup. Your skin is the largest, largest organ on your body. Yes, absolutely. So whatever is in the products you're using, whether it be shampoo, whether, whether it be soap, whether it be fragrances, your body is absorbing. Yeah. Not good. It's not, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is not good. And you know what sucks is, I mean, obviously, one, the transparency of these companies and the fact that, like, there's no, like, regulation. Yeah, there's no regulation. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sucks. And then you got the companies that are, like, trying to do it w- good, you know, doing good, trying yep. to be transparent and trying to make products that aren't full of uh, mm-hmm. formaldehyde and death. But then, you know, unfortunately, with the way the market is, then those products end up being like triple the price. Exactly. Or whatever. And so then they're not very accessible to people. 
And it's so sad because like Teflon is in your makeup. Gosh. <laughs> so Teflon is quite literally, it's a non-stick ingredient. Yeah, number it's, one. In it's in pans. Your, yeah. And they tell you to like throw away your pants because Teflon is like super yeah. bad for you. It's bad. Yeah. So it's in your makeup. It's in a non-stick and it's a fluorinated compound and it's associated with delaying your menstruation. Oh. And later breast development and cancer. Well, but that's in our makeup and we just have to suck it up. Oh, man. Uh, I feel like every single one of these probably ends with end cancer. Yeah. Titanium dioxide is used in a variety of personal care products, including sunscreen, pressed powders, loose powders, UV filters and whitening agents. My word. And I get it. Like you're getting these in small little amounts. Yeah. But small little amounts add up. That's like when you poison somebody with a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. Eventually, <laughs> they die. True, yeah. Well, and it, like if you think about it, okay, like most people, you know, you you yep. you have your brand and you stick to it, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's like it's a little amount, but you're using it for 20 years or whatever. Exactly. So, yeah, eventually the harm is going to be done over the course of 20 years. Yeah. So I I got all this information. It's called Campaign for Safe Cosmetics or CSC. And they have all kinds of things that you should avoid. So like you should try to like read your labels and check for ingredients if possible, if it's on there. And so the big ones you want to avoid are titanium dioxide, carbon black, PTFE, talc, BHA, any silicas, and then formaldehyde. Uh, it's just so crazy. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, of course you should avoid formaldehyde. Yeah. <laughs> so also, there is an app. So it's called uh, Get Clearya, C-L-E-A-R-Y-A, or Think Dirty. And it'll help you find out whether the products are toxic as you shop. So like you scan it, and it'll tell you if it's toxic. Oh, that's nice. I'm about to go scan all my stuff and probably throw it all away. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's that's what's so hard. Yeah. is most stuff is just made this way. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, PTFE is Teflon. PTFE. Okay. Yeah. That's Teflon. In case anyone was like, what is that? It's Teflon. Um, and I was going to say you didn't, you shouted out the name of the organization. The website is safecosmetics.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to read through it, it's very interesting. You should send this to, if you're a male listening to this and you got to this point, you need yeah. to send this podcast to your female relatives. Well, also, I'll just read through it. I'm looking through it right now. And I mean, there's stuff like since sunscreen, I use sunscreen. Yeah. As a male or different, you know, shampoos, body washes, stuff like that. That's, Dental. Even if you don't wear makeup, there's still a lot of products in your life that are potentially harmful. Yeah, it's crazy to even think about. It also makes me so sad, like genuinely, that other countries are so much tighter on regulation and yeah. what they allow in, what they don't allow and we just don't care here. Yeah. Like that yeah. bothers me so much. So much. Yeah. It I just mean, really it, irks me. I mean, it's the same with like the FDA and food. Yeah. You know, like our, <laughs> the the US's food situation and like what is allowed and what isn't 
is vastly inferior to so other countries. Bad. It is so bad. It's like so saddening and disheartening too. Like it just makes me want to buy a plot of land and just like grow all my own stuff and just have yeah. my own goats and chickens and cows <laughs> and just live off the You'll land. <laughs> live off the land. Yeah. Make I, my own makeup with berries. <laughs> there you go. You're going to go dig your own lead and you're going to Yeah. Oh your- gosh. Yeah. So bad. So bad. <laughs> Jeez. Well, yeah, that's that's makeup and the history of makeup, makeup. and why people yeah. were dying so young. You know what's crazy? If childbirth wasn't killing people back in the day, like yeah. makeup was. Everything was killing you back in the day. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Everything like it's, I mean, it's that thing of, I feel like it's brought up often when people are talking about society and like the future and technological mm-hmm. advancements that like there was a shift where people woke up and had to survive. Like that was their main goal in the Literally. day was like, I'm going to wake up and I need to live today. I need and to now, not be eaten by a lion. Yeah. And now we're, you know, I wake up and I'm like, oh, what do I want? You know, do I want to play video games or do I want to yeah. like whatever, you know, like it's so different now. <laughs> All right, guys, send this off to your friends, family, keep them safe and have them yeah. take a look at what they're putting on the largest organ on their body. Because yes. no one needs to be ingesting or absorbing talc, talc, what, like whatever. That one's interesting. I was shocked to hear that. Um, or Teflon. Blech. Well, it's certainly not Teflon. Also, Yuck. check your pans for Teflon. Yeah. Guys, if you have a suggestion, make sure you leave it in a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or send us an email at randomtheorypod at gmail.com. There it is. One day yeah. I'm going to learn that email address. The ratings and reviews on Apple Podcast really help us out as well. So mm-hmm. make sure you're leaving those and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. If it's Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever, that also helps. It does. All right, science pals and OG friends. We will see you next week with another fun random podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.